My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me today is a special guest, my nephew, Kyle Dodson. Hello, Kyle. Hello. Nephew by marriage. So it always seems weird saying nephew, but you're my nephew too. Yeah. Right? I Mm -hmm. I claim you. Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) The reason we're here with, with Kyle is because of the job that he does, which is very interesting and related to the screenwriting and TV writing world, but also it's Thanksgiving week and we're upstairs in my house rather than at the studio. And, you know, we're all filled with Thanksgiving food. And I was like, hey, Kyle, I'm going to go on upstairs and do a podcast. And he said, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what was what was funny is I'm sitting there going, oh, I'm going to do a podcast, got to get guests. And then Pat was like, what about Kyle? You know, he actually does this for a living. Like, oh, yeah. 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 So why don't you tell everybody, Kyle, mm-hmm. tell everybody uh, what company you work at and what they do. Um, so I work at a company called the Jackal Group, which is headed by Gail Berman. She used to, she was an executive producer, did like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Firefly, all those types of shows, brought those to TV. Then she went and was like a president of Paramount for a while. Then she went back and was president of Fox TV and then uh, started a company called Berman Braun, which then became Whale Rock. And then she left and started her own, the Jackal Group. So that's like the brief history of that. Uh, of that. And then I work in their digital uh, wing that's under the alternative TV department at the Jackal Group. It's called AOK. We make uh, comedy animated cartoons for the internet. And I'm like social media manager slash content producer. So... Um, why would a company that, you know, has, has done, you know, big TV shows like Firefly mm-hmm. and stuff like that, why do they usually have a digital media department? Um, so basically, um, when, so my bosses worked at, this is going to be like a little bit of history. My bosses were, worked at Fox. They did Fox ADHD, which is their animation domination, high def. They had a bunch of, uh, like kind of short form cartoons on the internet. Then it, became like its own television block like kind of like their adult swim um foray and um so gail berman was really interested in that because they're you know one you can you can make some money on the internet with it but also um you can do a lot of brand deals with it and and make things for you know in the past they've done things for taco bell and uh wacom tablets and uh toshiba and at&t and things like that so there's some branding opportunities um, is the is kind of the one avenue. And then the other, other avenue is um, if you make a five-minute short online and it gets so many millions of views, you can point to that and say, people love this. We could make this into a series for television and people would watch it. Cool. Yeah. And then what is you – now, AOK currently puts out free content, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, how long are are the, the shorts that they do? Um they've tend to 
gotten get a little bit longer like the sweet spot is three to five minutes sort of that's where people's attention spans are um on the internet so yeah it's it's about three to five minutes usually and even though you know there are there you know branding potential mm-hmm. and, and ways to monetize and things like that this is free content yeah trying to get eyeballs mm-hmm. uh, sort of on the site in general yeah yeah on the on the site or on just just sort of on the brand i guess um we do a lot of parody animations mm-hmm. um and then we also kind of do original animations and it's like it's kind of a twofold process where people are searching for things so they find the parodies but then that leads them to stay on your channel and, and seek out the originals and whatnot and how long because it when we talk about animation mm-hmm. usually the animators that come or the people who work in animations that come on the show go and then five years from now <laughs> <laughs> it's produced but yeah. it seems like your turnover is quicker we do it we're able to do it really fast and i that's kind of my bosses have you know perfected that uh that process since we were at um since they were at adhd and then kind of brought that that process here it usually takes like once we have a script we like it takes six to eight weeks really to animate it yeah oh that's awesome yeah and you did one uh i did do one like goodfellas version like what did you pitch it's uh so they announced this is before they even started filming they announced a joker movie that was going to be produced by martin scorsese although i don't think he's producing it anymore but directed by uh the guy who did the hangover oh so the the script I wrote is is the Joker and the Riddler and the Penguin, and it starts out like Goodfellas, and then they wake up, and it's like The Hangover. <laughs> and you know, I know you well, and I know yeah. the fact that you are a huge Marvel comic fan, and yeah. you know, I've known you known you since you were a little <laughs> kid, you know, and I mean, just like mm-hmm. immersed in all this, and here you are writing a parody version of this, and then it was animated. Yeah, and how how amazing was that for you? Like to to really um, see those characters come to life. I mean, it was pretty great. Like, I, I feel like, you know, it was, I've written things before that I'm like, oh, no, one, like, this will never see the light of day. But I can, like, point to this and be like, yeah, I wrote, like, a, a DC Comics Batman thing that's really not sanctioned by DC Comics or Batman. But, um, yeah, it was cool. And I got, I had a lot of input with, um, like, designs of, like, here's, like, sort of what I want the characters to look like in this, like pre-hangover or like like at the beginning and then post like the hangover part where they're like in silly costumes or like they're Joel Schumacher type costumes and like uh things like that so and and just kind of point like oh we should put this in the background and this this could be here and things like that so that was kind of fun to I kind of got to do like set designing within the cartoon and like costume designing and everything like that now you know you know everybody a lot of people who are listening to this are script writers right yeah so if they were writing short form content mm-hmm. for a company like this, yes, is there a structural template that you guys have? Do you have sort of a way in, a way out, things that you need to hit within those three to five minutes, um, or is it kind of free for all? It's it depends. I mean, definitely we want to like sort of like the whole the whole um, like the whole method is like they want to the anything that's like a we're pitching potentially as like a series. We want like the like or at least a digital series like we have a edge lord um the the first the first episode has to stand on its own like it doesn't have to necessarily be a, a series but like has to stand on its own so that if it doesn't do well we've not put a bunch of time and effort into writing all the sequels like the, you know 
you can move on. Um, and so that when you send it to someone, they don't have to watch. They can watch something of five minutes and understand it and not have to watch 40 minutes of something to understand all of it. Yeah, I loved Edgelord. Yeah. And and yeah, I can see how it just stands on. So, yeah. You know, it, it, okay, this is me being a total uh-huh. idiot. Is that already a character? No, no, no. Okay. It's it's sort of based on just like edgy people on the internet. So it's just like a, it's a, um, he's like a metaphor, like a personification, I guess, of the, of the edgy people on the internet. Like if you met that person in real life. And, and, uh, and crossed with like, like a, a, a Marvel villain. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you create this edgelord and it's like edgelord mm-hmm. like is acting this is, is being asked out to the prom. Yeah. And he's like, no, okay, but as long as I can be really morose and yeah, like, <laughs> as long as I can wear black and like he's like <laughs> it's 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 a it's like leave it to Beaver, but if if like the Beaver character just said whatever he wanted and everyone was like, Oh you like that's kind of <laughs> like the the idea behind uh behind that one. So well in a way, you know, a good pilot sort of should have that standalone mm-hmm. feeling because you're setting up how how did this person get to be in this in this position right now yeah. that we actually have a show and then you're giving a little example like mm-hmm. being asked to the prom yeah. of the show and so right there it's sort of this little almost complete yeah tiny tiny complete arc right mm-hmm. there but then you can just draw from now that we know edgelord and we know his situation like every week we could just throw in a different yeah exactly like we have i think they're six episodes now of edgelord so it's like one one he goes to a school and they're like paired up with like small buddies and the the buddy he gets is just like a edgier version of him but younger um there's one where he's like in driver's ed so it's just like all that kind of like playing with those like high school tropes of like these are things that you do when you're in middle school or high school do you ever do you ever come into work and just go you know what edgelord should do yeah a lot of times um I should give a shout out. Uh, our current writer, Eric Moneypenny, has he's written for like Eric Andre's show, and um, he was at a Midnight Show, which was kind of like a big sketch show out here for a while. Um, and he he writes all of the stuff, so he's he's really open to like people pitching ideas or giving him ideas, and kind of like being like you know like oh hey, Edward should kind of do this in this part, and he's open to like oh i can like make that work or like fit that in sort of so yeah now is he is he the writer just for that character or is he write the writer for a lot of content he, there? he's he's the writer for almost all of the content now it, it was him and um heather ann campbell who's also from the midnight show and she's been on whose line is it anyway and she had she actually left so she could go write on the new twilight zone series there's going to be a new twilight zone yeah, series they announced it like a few months ago uh jordan peele is executive producing it really? and it's going to be on the cbs app yeah really how cool is that yeah wow well she's my new best friend <laughs> i would like to get her on the yeah. show okay <laughs> kyle don't leave town without giving me some emails okay. would you? all right thank you um so so as far as um uh you know he's in a way he's sort of the, the showrunner right mm-hmm. and so then all of aok is a little bit like a writer's room right if they're yeah. throwing things at him um, do you see the development process of the script or is that sort of uh, um, figured yeah. out? Um, yeah, I do. I see because uh, we we have like we- weekly pitches. He comes in, he brings us like four pitches and um, usually my bosses are kind of like he, he we pitch them, we read them in the room, we kind of pitch jokes on them and like tweak them a little bit. And then my bosses kind of give final notes of like, oh, we can do this or this can be this. And then he usually brings in a rewrite like two days before we record it. So like he like sends us a rewrite. We see like the changes that we've already talked about. And then 
we like cast it and record it. And then there's some, there's always some rewrites during the record of like, instead of saying this, say this and that sort of thing. And then, um, actually then, then we, so like the process we use is like record, then radio play. Um, concurrently, if it's a new short, we ask for designs during that time period, um, to kind of like double up on the time. But then, uh, if it, Otherwise, we just move to storyboard, and then um, once we get a final final approval on that, then they do final animation, and then we're ready to release. You know, I, I'm telling you, I had no idea that you were so involved <laughs> in you're you're in a daily writers room. Yeah, that's really that's super yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then uh, knowing what you know about the projects, then you put on your social media hat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then you have to go off and now tell the world about it. Yeah. In a way, it is sort of a social media platform, right? I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's uh-huh. short form content, and people can can people comment. And- oh yeah, it's all it's on YouTube, so we have you know comments, and and it's on Facebook too. And then people are constantly like uh, messaging us. Like our two most popular, we did a Dora the Explorer as a grown up, which is just like a millennial door. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Caillou the grown up. Oh my god! Do you do you know about my personal beef with Caillou? No, but everyone has personal beef with Caillou. You should talk it. to my children, like because I was like, God no! Whenever Caillou mm-hmm. was on, like they'd be like, "What's wrong with Caillou?" Like, just turn that crap yeah. off, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm mad at Caillou. Yeah. So I was so happy to see that particular yeah. parody. Yeah. So those are those are two most popular, and people like message us constantly asking like when's and they like. They don't understand how things work because they're sometimes they're younger and they're just like, when can there be a new one tomorrow? And they're like, well, <laughs> no, but soon. Or maybe they're not younger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so are you? So here you are, social media trying yeah. to get people even beyond those platforms mm-hmm. knowing about about what you guys are doing. Right. So I'm just curious, like, where do you begin? What do you do? What do you decide goes where? Um, so kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's different. It's like a, here's the blanket statement, but obviously it's different for everything. But um, we kind of, we kind of have like an established voice, like with our, with our uh, animations, which you've seen, like kind of have that like tongue in cheek, sort of sarcastic uh, humor sort of like childhood ruined type type things but uh so (laughs) we do (laughs) so we kind of carry that over um to the other platforms but we want it to be like a unique experience for everyone going there so um like uh like instagram is a lot of like memes and things Mm -hmm. that are that have that same nostalgia feel and um same like tongue-in-cheek sort of uh what do i say like language on them but it's pretty much like that's what our Instagram is because that's what does well on there. And um, our Twitter is more like using that that voice to kind of comment on the go- the goings on of the day or like kind of weekly things or like holidays or like, oh, like I'm going back to like my family's for the holidays, like those kinds of uh, relatable things that, that you want people to share. But then also, um, you know, at the top of each platform we have pinned like here's our latest video so just like kind of kind of have that and then you just want to push it out a few times during the week but not be annoying in a way your twitter audience already knows you guys yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. you can you can speak on a more personal level and then like you said with other places you're introducing it so there's 
Yeah. Not, not. Yeah. So we, we always make sure to be like, Hey, here's our new video. But we also like, you know, that's once a week. So we want, there's a reason to come back to those platforms the other six days of the week sort of thing to check it out. So in a way you're kind of, uh, I don't know, leaping into different characters for whatever social media mm-hmm. site you're on. Yeah. Like now I'm, I'm edgy guy. And yeah. now I'm, uh, let me, let me steer you in this direction <laughs> guy. And now I'm, Hey, let's, 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 let's get personal for a second. Yeah. yeah? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, like definitely when someone messages us directly, I'm, it's a nicer thing than if someone, if someone does it like publicly, like you're an idiot, then we're like, I just kind of am like, says the person with no followers or whatever, like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, no. and they, but they kind of like that. There's part of them that likes that, like you being sarcastic to them in the comments. Like it's like a badge of honor now because uh-huh. they know like, this is how all of our comment replies are. So like, now sometimes you'll do it to like get us riled up a little bit, ah. which is a uh, it's it's like kind of fun because then they're like, oh, my God, you responded. Like even if they made like a really negative comment yeah. and then we say something back, they're they're happy about it. But that's just because that's how our brand sort of like has molded itself to be. Um, and then if someone messages us like directly, it's usually like with an actual question. And so we're nice. So I'm I'm curious, <laughs> you know, you've been doing this for what, like almost two years, two years. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Okay, so in those two years, I'm looking for what, I mean, there's the, the, the content side mm-hmm. and then there's the social media side. Right. Let's start with the content side. Okay. So what have you learned about sort of do's and don'ts for short form content? Like what works, what doesn't work? Um, so definitely like, so it, I mean, it's always a, you know, it's always kind of a shot in the dark when you're posting something on YouTube. It has to do with like time and, and all that. Like there are so many other factors, the algorithm, like you could post something on a day when like, like something crazy happens in the world or like something big, like, Oh, like, so like these people are going to the Super Bowl, and then your thing gets buried. You know what I mean? Right, so it's like, right, right. so it's, um, you just kind of want to find, like, I guess the do's would be like, find what works for your audience. And that's not gonna, that's not gonna take like, it shouldn't take a year to figure out, but it shouldn't take like two weeks to figure out either. And, and maybe it would, but like we used to post on, we supposed two shorts a week, Monday, Friday, and then we moved them to Tuesday, Thursday. And now we just do Tuesday, but like that works better. Mm-hmm. Like that's where all of our audience comes in at on Tuesdays. So that's, um, so that's good. But it's just like that. Um, everything's a social platform now. So like engage your audience is like a really good thing to do and they like that and that's going to keep them coming back um because you know they're commenting and it's like yeah it's going to go into a void but if you and i'm not saying comment on reply to every single person's comment because sometimes that gets crazy but like if if it's enough and peppered throughout people see it and that'll make them want to comment and make them want to engage and and have everyone else kind of talk amongst themselves so that's like kind of the the good audience building ways. And what about, what about like for the actual fictional content? That oh, doing? okay. So like, let's, um, so, you know, and I'm sorry, I've been jumping around no, no. a little bit here, but, but going back to, to your daily writer's room thing, yeah. where people are coming in and pitching things and mm-hmm. things like that over the two years, what do you know now never to pitch? Um, so like there's, we kind of have a, it's, it's called like punching down, which I guess is, is a thing where like, especially in comedy, it's, you don't want to, um, you don't want to like, I'm trying to think of a good, like, you don't want to basically, 
um, make fun of someone or something or some situation that that person or those like they can't help. So it's like sort of like, you know, obviously the obvious things are like anything racist, anything homophobic, anything, you know, any, anything doing in that in that realm is sort of like kind of a no, no, because then, you know, a like that's not fair to to other groups of people. And like you're just making fun of whatever. So like basically like the whole thing is like we don't like with Dora the Grown Ups, a good example, like obviously Dora the Explorers, um, you know, Mexican um, of Mexican descent. And so we don't make fun of the fact that she's Mexican because that's not like you don't want to punch down on that. Like we we don't even touch that. We make fun of that. She's a millennial and doesn't know how to like do anything. So <laughs> that's like that's the or like Caillou's like a brat. Like we make fun of that. We don't make fun of his like parents or we don't say that he's you know like make fun of the reason that he's bald or whatever like that so we just like he's he's just a brat so like that's kind of the easy that's like an easy way to kind of find the comedy without going to the sort of overused mean well like we're we're more sarcastic and we're not mean and do you with dora do you make fun of the fact that she's always yelling at you because that used to annoy me i'd be like stop yelling at me dora stop telling me to say map they stop it they, we make fun of the fact that she talks to like the camera and other characters are like, who are you talking to? Like, <laughs> um, so we do that. Yeah. <laughs> so no punching down. Um, yeah. What about, uh, you know, again, with short form content, you're trying to get sort of a little laser focus going on. Mm-hmm. Have you found that people who come in and go, first we could do this and then we could do that. And, but it's really about blank. Like those kind of, there are certain premises that are too convoluted. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, sometimes it's sometimes it's hard because again, people like think about think about the last full video you watched on YouTube and how long you watched it for and you might have not watched the whole thing. Right. So basically you kind of want to give you basically want to really um front load the video so people are kind of like for like oh this is hilarious sort of thing. And you don't want it to be too crazy, but you want them to be able to follow it and kind of that, you know, if it's if it's five minutes, people are going to drop off at like two and a half minutes. If it's three minutes, people are going to drop off at like one and a half minutes. It's just like how kind of how the nature of it is. But you kind of want to keep those people through through that. So I would say like put some of the funniest jokes up at the front. And um, because if it's if it's a long, slow build to something at the end, most people aren't even going to stay. Sure, that end. sure, sure. So, yeah. So so right away there's in yeah they get the premise yeah we have a thing called um we have a short it's ba- it's making fun of teenage mutant ninja turtles but it's called punk rock karate rabbits mm-hmm. and the the song cha- like changes and like keeps adding things so it's like they're rabbits from jupiter um they love spaghetti then like but then later on it says that they can't read so it's like all like <laughs> so it's like adding these jokes in and um the the bosses loved it and eric was like i don't know how to like i like am i just is is it eventually just going to be the whole song are we just going to add like those things but then we like he figured out and it was like a really smart way is no you change the song every time so you're adding things but you're changing the song so like one they can't do math one they don't like to vote uh one they love dolphins one they hate bears so it's like you add that in and then you can build like, so now people, so basically like, yeah, we didn't figure out, we made one and, and couldn't figure out like where to go from there and then tweaked it. So now it's 
every episode people are tuning in to see like what all the added things are. And so that's like one of our really popular. Uh, Got it. So it's sort of like the Simpsons changing their credit sequence. All yeah, the time. yeah, exactly. Like you're staying to see like what, like what don't they like now or what are they like allergic to or, you know. Excellent. Excellent. So has this helped you as a writer? Cause I, I know that you've written a pilot. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. I don't quite know all the things. <laughs> Let me explain why. The The way I find out that, that Kyle has written something is he doesn't say, hey, Aunt Pilar, I heard you might be kind of good at this. Can I read your stuff? <laughs> no. A guy in my Saturday writing group who's in an improv group with Kyle goes, you know, Kyle's the funniest. Have you read his blank? And I'll be like, no, I haven't read his blank because he doesn't. Anyway, so. you're very busy. I don't want to put. Well, that put added, is true. Added things that is true. I'm just, uh, but no. Um, so, so uh, nephew Kyle, tell yeah. me about some of the things that you've written. Um, okay, yeah, I wrote. Uh, I wrote a pilot like a few years ago, and have like tweaked it, and we like did like a live uh, stage like reading of it, which was pretty cool to see on its feet. Yeah, didn't get my invitation. <laughs> 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 uh, but i heard it was really good yeah congratulations thanks uh yeah and like I've, you know screenplays and then some short short i've always been interested in animation and this has certainly like made me see kind of the process behind it and i think that's made me a little bit better at writing animation because it's like yeah you can do anything in animation but also like you don't want to do everything in animation you want to have a story that people can sort of understand that's why if you watch if you watch animated shows it's like uh like like family guy or simpsons it's like it's a sitcom mm -hmm. and then they just kind of add some craziness to it but like the bare bones of it is a sitcom so you don't want it to be all out bananas or so if it is something grounded yeah yeah exactly so is that is that the kind of animation that you gravitate towards is something that has like a grounded element and then sort of um, one absurd thing i Kind of, yeah. Like, I, my favorite animated show, I think, is Venture Brothers, which I think is hilarious. It's basically like a takeoff of Johnny Quest and superhero shows. But it's, so it's like, it has that framework, and then it just has basically, it's two guys who write it, and they're like, they're just bananas. So they, they like, sit in a room, like, for two years, and will write the season and, like, figure out and, like, like background characters from like four seasons ago will pop up as main characters. So it's, it's pretty crazy, but um, they, they put a lot of time and effort into it. Now, so how has these, these past two years writing and being involved in mm -hmm. uh, short form content, how has it changed the writing that you do? Did you go back in and do some rewrites? Things? Yeah. 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 It made me, it, it definitely made me think a little bit more about kind of uh, like, I guess, time economy in terms of like, like I was saying, like front loading things or trying to make like put the most you can in three to five minutes where it's like, if I have a 22 minute show, then there's, you know, four times as many opportunities for jokes and, and whatnot, you know, to tell the story. So yeah, I've gone back through and like punched up, I guess, and, and added a bunch of, bunch of jokes and visual humor and, things like that so. and congratulations i think you just made the a cast of oh yeah i'm on a uh, i'm on a it's my second year in a sketch team at the pack theater so. congratulations yeah. and uh, i know that you do a lot of writing for the sketch team yeah so how do, how does that work are you 
are, are there sort of actors and there's writers or there's um, a little of both and you just a, happen to do more writing? It's a little of both. I, I usually do more writing or I'm like the person that has like one line and one, one, one or two sketches. Uh, but I prefer the writing aspect of it. And I don't, a lot of people who are writers and performers tend to kind of like write for themselves or write for a character that they do. Um, and I'm very much like, I don't think I've ever been in a sketch that I've written unless I'm like a person passing by in the back. So like, uh, yeah, so I, it's set up where we have a meeting, you know, once, sometimes twice a week for a month we have a sketch show every month. We get everyone pitches ideas, um, come in with the right, uh, the scripts of those ideas. And then we do rewrites based on suggestions or jokes and then there's you know we do we vote them in and then uh based on what's going to be the best for the show and then uh go from there but yeah so there's always even if you don't get a script in or a sketch in um there's still opportunity to you know help out with everything or punch stuff up or, or you know it's very much a team effort because when you when you when it's performed on stage no one knows who wrote what so what inspires you to come up with a sketch um, it's usually just weird thoughts or things that won't fit into a tweet. Uh, like if it's very, if, if it's something I can't explain in a tweet, then I'm like, oh, I should probably just write this as a sketch. Like one I did was, um, to like the, the two guys in Lady and the Tramp that see the dogs outside uh-huh. and just start singing to them is very bizarre to me. Like <laughs> this is the night, yeah. the beautiful night. <laughs> Just yeah, Bella Notte. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So I wrote a sketch where they come back inside after that, and their manager is just like, "Where have you two been?" And they're like <laughs> trying to explain. Oh, there's this dog. How beautiful it is, and the manager's like, "You, there were just two dogs outside. Like, I don't think they can have spaghetti." So it's a. Uh, so yeah, so that's like st- weird stuff like that. That is really funny. Yeah, was uh, marijuana involved? Was no, they, they just uh, yeah, they just went outside. Yeah, they were just really taken by yeah. the dogs and decided. <laughs> yeah, to like they like they're the they're like they're just how beautiful. They're just overcome with the beauty of love. And <laughs> was this how you thought when you were a little boy? Like, were you watching things going? What's with the people like, singing? Like, I don't know when I got to that point, but I'm always like, I've always just been like, what? Like, especially in musicals, it's very hard for me to watch a musical because i'm like why do all why can all of these people sing and they all know the words and then there's this music like it's it's really absurd to me i can watch superhero stuff and be fine but that like sure flying capes tights no problem right exactly just everyone being able to sing is just really bizarre (laughs) you know i think in a way that might be a good a good technique for people when they're thinking about like Mm-hmm. You know, to sort of finding the funny is think about those peripheral people in the in the background. Yeah. Right. We just sort of swing camera focus onto them. Exactly. What are they thinking? What are their what are their motivations? What's their life like? Uh-huh. Right. And suddenly you have like something everybody knows, but from a completely like skewed point of right. view. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, OK. I'm going to take you back in time for a second. OK. OK. So, oh, there was a little there was a little bell that went off. <laughs> To take us back in time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, didn't, I just didn't uh, put my phone on silent. Okay, so I'm taking you back in time to when you first moved out here. Yes. How many years ago was that now? Like six. Okay. Six years ago, you you were coming out from Pasquilla? Yeah. Okay. 
and you wanted a career in showbiz, yeah. right? So for people who are moving out to LA, mm-hmm. okay, um, I'd love love for you to give them some advice because in the six years you learned, you became an editor. Yeah, you're you worked at this company. I mean, you've done a lot of industry yeah. jobs that require you know that that a lot of people want to do. Mm-hmm. So again maybe do's and don'ts or yeah i can just i'll just give some basic advice that i tend to give most people so like there for sure are more people out here that you know or peripherally know than you think that you do oh cool and um a lot of and uh don't be afraid to like because i think it's the dumbest thing in the world to be proud that you're you went to a certain school but people like that and you can leverage your alumni and like network and join alumni groups and you'll find people that worked there and people will be willing to meet with you and talk with you just based on the fact that you went to the same school 20 years apart. So even if you're secretly cynical about it, like yeah. Kyle, don't yeah. act that way. Yeah. Just, just be, hey. Yeah. Like, hey, I also graduated from this school. Um, yeah. And people, people are willing to meet. People like to talk about themselves. So, you know, if you can set up an informal meeting, it doesn't have to be about a job or anything, but just like kind of making connections. And especially if you just started moving out here, just like, Hey, I'm moving out here. I'm just trying to meet people and, you know, put out feelers and figure things out. And And it sounds awfully honest of you too. Like you're not trying to BS anybody. Right. Yeah. If you're like, everyone knows you're out here for a job, but if you're just or, or for, for that sort of reason, usually, but like, if it's more informational, people are more willing to talk and give you advice and things like that. And when you have like a a job or like, because I've had PA jobs, then I was a post-production PA at America's Finest Home Videos. And then from there, um, they were like, hey, we need someone in the digital department who's able to edit. And I was, and I just volunteered. So just don't, and then that kind of set me on this whole social media path. So like, don't be afraid to volunteer and do something that you're confident in doing. And and the kind of editing that you were doing, you were also learning on the job too, yeah. right? You were learning different editing techniques. Yeah. So they you knew a certain thing, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that you were like, no, I got to learn this, right? Yeah. But uh, people were kind of always, I found, at least with me, people are always willing to kind of show you like, oh, do you know how to do this? Well, that's good, but here's how we do it here, oh. sort of. And then you kind of learn that and that's just another thing in your toolkit and whether it's right or wrong you can just like do it with a grin and if you find a more efficient way to do it cool and that saves you some time is there is there any don't do not do this when people come out i would say like don't don't assume you're gonna get your dream job or something that's on the path to your dream job immediately and you know, it's you have to just be willing to adapt and kind of um, know that, like, look, working at a studio, if you're like, let's say if you have accounting background, like working at a studio as an accountant is much closer than working at a insurance company as an accountant. Mm-hmm. So like even if you want to be a writer, you want to be a director, that's, you know, you're at least closer to it there. And, uh, you know, that might not be your ideal, but. Yeah, use your skills. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, let's say that it was an accountant. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I had a friend who was an accountant on, on you know, for, for movies and found herself going on set in mm-hmm. New Orleans and, yeah. you know, sort of got to see see the world mm-hmm. because she was 
an accountant, yeah. you know, and it became a really exciting kind of job, you know, yeah. and put her, you know, face to face with a lot of the producers that she wanted to, to, to pitch to or, mm-hmm. or submit to. Um, very, very good advice. Oh, also so learn how to fix a router or a copy machine or a printer. Excellent. Because if you're a PA and you can do that, like you're, you're the rock star, you're the hero. You are. You absolutely are, As, which it's, turns us to, uh, you know, you're going to be leaving us. Who's going who's gonna to fix our router and our printer? And uh, So I'm, uh, I, I, I want to appeal to New York people now. Yeah. Okay, New Yorkers. All right, you've heard my very talented nephew, <laughs> Kyle, and all the things that he can do. And we are losing him. Right, LA yep. is losing him, at least temporarily, because mm-hmm. you're probably going to come on back. Yeah, I think we're going to come back. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think for sure you're going to come back because uh, your aunt and uncle are going to make you that. Um, but Kyle is getting married to the very lovely Marissa Riggs, mm-hmm. who uh, was just in my class in New York, actually. Yeah. And uh, um, he is moving out to New York. And he needs a job. Yeah. Yes. In any of the things that we talked about. Yeah, exactly. Right? So if you guys are listening, I know that there are New York writers, producers, agents, uh, people who need social media, people who need editors, people who need writers, right? Yes. Right? All of, the, mm-hmm. all of those things. And ideally, animation? Um, yeah, animation. Any, I, ideally, comedy, I would say, all is right. like my... My forte. That's if you where would, I shine. If you would like somebody as talented as Kyle Dodson <laughs> working for you, you just get in touch with me at Pilar, P-I-L-A-R, at onthepage.tv. Okay? All right? Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah, thank All you. All right, good. And for um, everybody else, I just want to remind them to go to onthepage.tv for all of the other things that are going on at the studio. I'm really uh, excited about what's going to be happening going into 2019. I have a secret project in mind, and I will let you guys know pretty soon. But in the meantime, there's the six-week class that's coming up. That is January... Duh! (laughs) What is it? I think it's January 12th through February 16th. Um, There is a TV class that is coming up December 9th. Um, There are the monthly marathons, and there is the Patreon page. Um, Kyle, uh, back me up on the fact that I was going through my Patreon page to say thank you to everybody on the Patreon page that's new and couldn't find yeah. who signed up when yeah I'm there's like idiot. a there's like an ordering issue or something or yes. not like a like a sorting issue i guess i should say <laughs> so if you just signed up for the patreon page and you are contributing i want to thank you so much for doing that um uh kyle kyle where can people get in touch with you or see your stuff or see aok stuff uh yeah you can so uh aok is just on um it's on Facebook, uh, which is like facebook.com slash this is AOK. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is at this is AOK. On, um, on YouTube, it's just AOK video. Um, yeah. And my stuff is at Kyle Dotson Funny, and I produce the uh, Rock Solid podcast. That's right. So That's right. My husband, Pat's podcast, Rock, Rock Solid, which is comedy and music. Yeah. Seriously, what is he going to do without you? <laughs> I think he might he might leave me and go to New York <laughs> if you're in New York. We might just record a hundred and some. In Are the you meantime. gonna miss it? Are you gonna miss? I am. It? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do like doing it. Uh, well, you'll just have to come visit a lot. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Um, well, thank you again to thank Kyle you. Dodson for being here. I'm so glad we, we did this. Yeah. And uh, it's always nice to catch up on what you're doing, <laughs> even though you kind of live with me. It's yeah. just, it's nice. Yeah. You know, and well done, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, thanks to all of you guys for listening. Have a good writing week. Thank you.